I just need y'all to know that I just sat here for eight minutes specifically looking for the name of this song just so I can hear this part for this intro. Something about that intro just tickles my tummy. Anyways, let's go. If I can't have you, no one could. I might, I might kill my ex. Not the best idea. His. Welcome back to the Strike Me Please podcast. I am your host, Brianna Silva, and today I am here with my dog, Connie. My Connie Babani Sani. My little, little love. Y'all will not fucking believe this shit. First of all, I guess we have to address the elephant in the room. Um, Your girl took a break from podcasting, okay? I thought I was coming in hot with Podmas Day 1. And then I fell off completely and completely skipped December. Like, what the hell happened there? Well, you see what happened was... um. I thought I was going to do Podmas and then I got one episode out and then as I went to do episode number two, it just kept pushing, getting pushed back farther and farther and farther and farther because I was in the middle of finals and then I had to travel outside the country and then I finally made it back. Like I had no break in between. Like two days after I finished finals, wait, I finished finals on the 14th and I flew out the 19th. Like that is how it was. So it was four days. It was four days afterwards. And so those four days I had to take to prepare to leave out of the country for a week and a half, because guess what? I had gone nothing. I didn't get any extra outfits, swimsuits, nothing because I was so fucking busy with school. And so, yeah, I had four days to um, completely prepare to move my grandmother across oceans babes like literally like I went out the country so if you don't know my family's from a small French island called Dominica not Dominican Republic but Dominica and um they immigrated here to America not all of them but some of them and so my grandmother has been living with us for five years I didn't realize it was five years it felt way shorter than that but yeah my grandmother has been living with us because You all remember that hurricane that went through the islands like a fucking Tomb Raider and destroyed like uh, Puerto Rico had like no electricity and everything for like some time or whatnot. Yeah. Hurricane Maria. mm -hmm, We all remember her. She destroyed Dominica. Babes. She was running through the island like a Tomb Raider and destroyed everything, including my grandmother's house. And my grandmother's so stubborn that the woman was that was five years ago. She okay. She was in her 90s. She's turning 98 this month. In January, I'm recording this on January 1st at 11.27 p.m. Don't judge me. But yeah, so if it was five years ago, she was 92, 93. And yeah, she decided it's just a hurricane. It's just a category five hurricane. What's the worst that can fucking happened and she told my mom that she would go and stay in my uncle's basement because that's what they do they go to their basements and she was like yeah I'll stay with him so I'll be safe no no she just wanted my mom to get off her case and that lady sat in a category five hurricane by herself in her house and her ceiling collapsed on her and fucking half the town had to go help her in the middle of a fucking hurricane I 
my mom was pissed, okay, to say the least. And so, yeah, then she had to be shipped back up to America because she was miserable in my uncle's house and she couldn't stand it and she was causing problems. And my uncle was like, we're done. She's going to America. And my mom was like, fuck it, send her up. I'm tired of listening to this woman cry every day. And so... Oh my God. What? Like thinking back to that time, I almost want to cry because it was really stressful for here, for us in America because my grandmother is 92, right? When you're, well, she's about to turn 98 in a few days. Um, when you're just at that age, right? Like, like everything just seems so fragile. Like she seems so fragile. And for us, we're like this old woman with arthritis, arthritis, diabetes, high blood pressure, like fucking glaucoma in both eyes. And she decided to fucking stay in her house, have the roof collapse on her. Luckily, I don't even know how she was found. Actually, I don't know the full story of how she was found. I don't know if my uncle was just watching and paying attention and saw the roof cave in on her and they want to save her. I don't know how long she was in that house. I never really got the details. All I know is that like the roof caved in on her and she like was trapped in her house for some time. Like she actually like fell and everything. She didn't get hurt. Um, she only came out with some, with some scrapes, you know, she's a strong woman, but still like, goddamn. But yeah. So after fucking complaining to anyone who would listen to her for five years straight, my mom went, your house is finally finished with construction. You're going back home. <laughs> When I tell y'all, if if you have ever listened to an old person complain, like a grumpy old person, not an old person who's like grateful for everything they have in their life and da da da. No 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 no, like a grumpy old person complain. It makes you want to fucking shoot yourself in the head. I'm sorry. This y'all, the amount of time she's literally told everyone, I'm just gonna die in this house. I'm gonna die in Texas because no one cares about me. Y'all just lock me up in this house like I'm a prisoner. I'm just gonna die. Oh no, the AC's so cold. The cold, the cold. And so, okay, so I'm about to teach y'all a word in Patois, which is the language that my family speaks. It's not their first language. Their first language is English. Dominica is an English-speaking island, okay? Everyone, like a majority of the people there are bilingual. It is very, very, like if there's people there who know one language, they don't know Patois. They know English. It's very rare to find someone whose first and only language is Patois. But Fouet is cold. And so she's just, it's like everything is just, oh, it's so Fouet. Like, girl, girl, calm the fuck down. Like I have learned words in Patois from listening to my grandmother complain. So I know fwet is cold. Sho is hot. Um, I know more is like died because we've had a lot of deaths in the family. Oh, I can't wait to tell y'all this. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so fucking dark. Um, no, like y'all aren't even ready for how dark the story is. In fact, if you want to hear how dark it is, go just just skip to the end of the episode i'm pretty sure i said it in the end of the episode but it's such a dark story for me to be sitting here laughing about it like ciao but yeah so i had four days to prepare for that shit it was stressful to say the least and then my podcast got put on the back burner because the entire time we were going down there and i was expecting to have internet and whatnot and did not have internet in fact the day internet was connected was the day my mom dropped me off at the airport because I was like, mom, I'm not staying up here. So my mom stayed for a month. I stayed for a week and a half. 
I was trying to stay for exactly a week. She's lucky all the fucking plane tickets were sold out. I was so pissed. But, um, yeah. So that's how that went. And now I'm back. Uh, I got back on the 28th and it's now the 1st of January. So actually I got back on the 29th. My flight landed at 1230 and I was back home at 2 a.m. So got home. Did I eat? I don't think I ate. Oh my God, I think I made myself ramen noodles that night. Yeah, I got home and I made cheesy ramen noodles. <laughs> and yeah, so that's how that was. But y'all, now I'm back. Now I'm podcasting. And all of this to say that I've realized I do not have a strong work that work ethic. Let me explain that. I am not a hard worker at all. And I've really learned to just realize that about myself and I say that because I am someone who's always been like work smarter not harder Mm, and I'm really showing out with that I just don't care for hard work I'm sorry this whole hard work you gotta work hard and you'll feel good about yourself that's when you feel good about no 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 that is not when I feel good about myself I love a work day where I put in a bunch of work I'm proud for what of what I've done and then I have ample time to sit back, relax and do what the fuck I want and enjoy my TV shows or the YouTube channels that I like watching or even laying down and watching TikTok. I love a day where there is a really nice balance between working and sitting on my ass and doing nothing. And sometimes sitting on my ass and doing nothing simply means I want to go to the gym or I want to go on a walk with my dog but I do not like this whole like live like you're living to work in America and I'm realizing so like you can't just go against the grain like that right like you can't just go against an entire system and think you're going to thrive and I really thought I was going to thrive but I have (laughs) I have not been thriving because I haven't been like working really hard and putting in extra like I've been doing the barest of minimums let's bring back that title I really love that title barest of minimums I think I also love that title because it also was a podcast episode that got amazing fucking downloads but that's a whole other story but yeah so I like doing the barest of fucking minimums and that's how I've been living my life because again I do not want to live to work I do not want so much of my youth and time and effort being put into like just constant constant struggle for a career and struggle to climb up the corporate ladder and all that and I'm it's really starting to show out in my podcast like don't get me wrong I will work hard for something that I genuinely want to do but okay so say for example like I want to be a podcaster and I want to be a creator, right? I just want to jump to that. I just want to jump into like the hard work to being a creator because I would love to do that to do that because, you know, the ins and outs of being a creator, don't get me wrong. I understand that like, um, it's just, it's a lot of like computer work, technology work. It's not a lot of like full blown, like physical labor, but it's just a lot of like computer stuff, branding stuff, business stuff would love to do that every single day for the rest of my life I don't like I don't even care if I start losing sleep over how much I have to get done and submit and create and blah 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 I would love to do that 
But putting in the fucking badussy work of, okay, well, being a full-time creator isn't something that's promised. It's something that like has to come to you. It's something you have to earn or it's something that you have to get really, really lucky for, right? So that means I have to put in the work of being a normal person, a full-time student, if you will, not necessarily a normal person, but uh, normal as in like going for the nine to five life and going up the corporate ladder while also trying to figure out how to jam being a full-time creator while getting paid to do nothing. I'm sorry. That's a lot of fucking work. And there is nothing in my heart that truly wants to do that. I hate to say it. I want to be a podcaster so fucking badly. Like it is my dream destination in life is to be able to do a job. It's not because I have a dream job. I'm literally doing this because like I like the work day. I like the work schedule. I like that I would be able to control like how my day is going in some way, shape or form. I like that I would be able to get paid for putting out something that I find entertaining myself. And I like that there's no cap to how much I can get paid because I'm not working for a salary or hourly like the more laughs, the more supporters, the more people that like, you know, really enjoy what I'm doing, the higher the paycheck. And I love that. I don't want to work a job that has a cap on a paycheck. And so, and I also like that depending on what I'm doing, my day can look different every single day. And that this job would bring a lot of surprises. I want to live like that. Right. But I also don't want to stay up until 3am and then have to wake up at fucking six in the morning to go to my 8 a.m. classes, do all my homework, finish all my day at like 10 p.m. and then record a podcast, edit it and hit my like my head hits the pillow at 3 a.m. and I repeat all over again. I don't want to do that. That's a lot. That is a lot of hard work. And that's what I'm starting to realize. Like, oh, I don't like hard work. (laughs) Like I do not. I do not like hard work and a lot of content creators like that's what they had to do. Like a lot of the successful ones, they had to get up and grind and literally live two lives simultaneously. And like somewhere you have to sacrifice, you know, and I'm just like, babes, I don't think I want to do that because I'm also so young. So like what would be sacrificed is my time with friends I would not be able to go out and party and club the way I've been doing um, for the past few months, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. I've loved living in my party phase, like constantly at the club because my roommate's a bartender. I am living for this phase in my life. But to be able to have that social life and partying and then, you know, I'm already losing sleep because of that. And then doing homework going to classes and then adding a podcast on top of it I'm just realizing like it's a lot and I'm like I don't think I want to work that hard I I really don't want to work that hard but I also I'm like the same way in corporate America I don't give a fuck for any of these entry-level corporate jobs I'm sorry I still might have to apply to who am I kidding so I'm probably still gonna have to apply to these jobs I'm I'm not saying that whatever job I'm applying for and interviewing right now I care about yours right? Like I, I definitely care about yours. Um, we're just going to pretend like you didn't hear this part of the podcast, but what I'm saying is, is that it's really hard to be, to want to go out there and fall in love with the grind and the struggle 
to climb your way up to the top. Because I also don't like this idea of like, this is why I don't like the hard work in the process, right? Because I am assuming that putting in all of this work all day, every day, losing sleep is going to pay off sometime in the future. And I don't know what that time is, right? There is no set deadline to if you work really hard for two months, two years, you know, you will have like something will pay off and like this is going to be your payout. There's no deadline to that. There's no deadline to when the hard work stops. And I think that's what's really irritating me. I know it's this whole generation of like instant gratification. And because I'm Gen Z, like all I care about is instant gratification. But it's like it can get really dark, especially when I see the world through like a pessimistic lens, especially as of recently. Like I used to be this really optimistic person, but I've become really pessimistic as of recently. And is that something that has to change? Probably yes. Um... I think it's just more of a survival thing. I think I've just gone through so many bad things that have continued to happen to me back to back to back. And I stayed optimistic for years. Like, I mean, bad things that have been happening for years straight, no break. Like, babes, you know that song, that sound that's like another club, another club, no sleep, another club. Like, that was my life, but with bad things happening. And so... I think I just gained a pessimistic viewpoint because it was kind of like, well, if I don't expect anything to be good and I always expect something to be bad, then even when it's just like neutral, then I'm happy when it's neither good nor bad, you know? And so I think that's where I've gained that pessimistic uh, outlook on life, especially in the past few years. It's just life's been hard, man. Life's been hard, but I'm trying to fix that. I'm trying to work on it. But when you have this pessimistic outlook on life, And everything to you is just like your hard work will never pay off. And that is just because no matter how hard I've worked in life, it's never truly paid off to whatever like end result that I've wanted. It's really hard to say that I'm going to get up every day out of bed and work my badussy off for anything in life. Genuinely. Like genuinely, it is so hard to get up and say, I'm going to work my badissi off just so I can get A, B, C, D. Because in my mind, in my heart, I feel like no matter how hard I work, A, B, C, D is never coming. It's going to be something else. It's going to be the Walmart version of A, B, C, D. And maybe I can find contentment in the Walmart version of A, B, C, D. But like, I'll always know in my heart, it's never what I wanted, right? Now, say the ABCD that I wanted is like, what's a really nice, expensive, bougie store? I'm not even going to say Gucci or Christian Dior because those start to feel like hype beast brands now. Um, Let's just go with the nice little Dillard. No, Dillard is too, ugh, it's not high end enough. What's a nice high end store? I don't really go into it's not even that I don't even go to high-end stores like that babes I just don't like shopping like that (gasps) William Sonoma okay Mm -hmm. let's say I want the William Sonoma version of ABCD and then after working so hard instead of getting the Walmart version I got maybe the Target version of ABCD 
I would actually be a little happier than content, right? And I actually feel like at that point, I would be like, I got what I needed, not what I wanted. And I can find a lot of happiness in the target version of ABCD. But I'm consistently getting the Walmart version of things. And you just really got to sit there and be grateful that at least ABCD came into your life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But <laughs> you know it could always be better, right? And so I'm sorry. I just have this very pessimistic viewpoint that has led me to hating hard work. And so now I am constantly trying to do a work smarter, not harder method. But in doing so, it's caused me to not work at all. And that's where I am in life. We'll fix it. It's a flaw. Um, maybe one day it'll pay off and I'll never really have to work truly, truly that hard for anything. And a lot of things will just flow and come naturally to me. But right now, I really feel like life's pushing me in the direction of like, babes, you better get your ass up and fucking work. We'll try. We'll see. We'll see what happens, love. Um, But yeah, so back to what I was saying earlier about Connie and how I wanted to talk about this, like at the beginning of this podcast episode. Um, Why do me and my dog have the same allergies? Like me and my dog on the are on the same allergy medication like when I take my daily dose of allergy meds I have to give Connie her daily dose of allergy meds it's not even funny anymore I took her to the vet because the lady who was watching Connie was saying that she was bleeding from her butthole and doing a lot of butt scooting and licking back there and so her booty her booty hole yeah, I'm far enough into the episode. So her booty hole has been giving her a lot of problems, including diarrhea, constipation, blood, scooting, sniffing, licking, itching, you know, all the stuff, all the things. And so now um, when I picked her up, I was just like, well, if it's bleeding and she's been constipated, I think poor baby girl just blessed a blood vessel. And she was like, you know what? I think it can also be that too. And I was like, if it continues into the following day, then I don't think it's a blood vessel because a blood vessel kind of clots itself pretty quickly. And so um, what's it called? Just take her to the vet the following day if she's still bleeding from her butthole. Bleeding stopped. Connie never saw the vet, but she got she the lady did say like, hey, I think you really need to get Connie's anal glands expressed. And I was like, I think you're right about that. So I pick up Connie. I'm in love with her. I'm giving her kisses and smooches and hugging her and petting her and loving all upon her. I take her home. I realize she hasn't pooped for the day. And Connie is like a minimum one poop a day, right? Like Connie, listen, Connie loves taking dumps. She's a dog. What do you expect, right? And so she poops at least one time a day. And I was like, oh, she didn't poop today after I picked her up so I was just like maybe she pooped in the morning because sometimes Connie does have her morning poops and so I was like okay maybe she just pooped in the morning but then later on in the day Connie tried pooping and literally one pellet came out like baby girl was forcing and struggling and pushing 
one pellet came out and I could tell that she wasn't finished because every time Connie finishes pooping, she does like this. It's the funniest thing ever. But like her tail kind of wags like very small, like not even wags, but it almost. um No, because I know the people who get this reference are really just like going to understand it. So, you know how like when a horse finishes, they flag their tail. I think it's like three times. Yeah, Connie does the same thing, except it's after she poops. And honestly, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Don't question me. I used to be an animal science major. This is why we know these random things. Okay, leave me alone. Beep. I don't feel like editing and editing. But just so we're clear, I am talking about when a male horse finishes inside a female horse. They flag their tail. Anyways, back to the episode. The only thing I can think is like pulses like three times in a row. It always, every time she finishes, it's one two, three, and then she runs away. <laughs> and I'm just like, Connie, you're too cute. And so Connie didn't do that. And I was like, you're not done. I know you're not done. But like she, she couldn't, she just genuinely couldn't, she couldn't do anymore. So she just ran inside the house and I was like, oh, that's strange. And so I took a wet cloth and I was like, well, if it's your anal glands and I haven't been able to like get you in because I was supposed to take her Sunday on to Petco because that was the only time that they said like they'll be available to express anal glands. And so I was like, honey, we have to wait till Sunday and today is um, Thursday. And so, you know, let's see what I can do. And so the Internet was like, well, if your dog needs to get their anal glands um, expressed, like what you can do in the meantime to relieve the pressure is take a warmer hot rag and hold it to their butthole and like that'll open up the anal glands it'll release the pressure and it will drain it just a little bit right and so I was like okay let me do that for her so she also had some caked up poop around her butthole I'm assuming from all the diarrhea that the lady said she had and so I was like okay I'll clean it up too with this wet rag first of all I threw the rag away right after I finished using it, I just threw it away. I was like, I'm not even going to bother washing this. I'm just throwing it away. So I did. All, so I was doing all of this. And I'm cleaning Connie. And then I realized where there was a lot of like caked up matting, there is a sore and her anal gland is so enlarged and swollen. And there's a sore that looks bloody. And so I was like, this is where the blood was coming from. So I instantly panicked instantly panicked because I saw online that if the anal glands are filled enough that they will burst open and so I was like uh is this what's happening to my dog so I fucking panic the it was like really it was like 9 p.m when I saw this and so I was like okay I'll wait in the morning I'll call around the vets and I'll see if I can get her into a vet that day so wake up I had to call like six different places it was 10 in the morning and I'm just calling vets and so finally, one is like, we'll take her at 2 p.m. So I'm like, OK, cool. I take her to the vet at 2 p.m. And I'm telling them all this stuff about what the lady said happened with Connie, da, 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 what I was noticing. First of all, right before we went to the vet appointment, Connie was so constipated, so constipated for two days. Right before we leave for the vet, she takes the biggest dump of her life. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? She was still struggling and she still didn't finish because I didn't see her three tail wags. But biggest dump of her fucking life and I was like Connie I hate you so much so when we got to the vet I told him she finally pooped right before getting here and they were like oh okay well then that takes care of itself and I was like yeah guess she's no longer constipated um but they were saying that 
that sore on Connie's butt was from her licking herself so aggressively from full anal glands. Her anal glands desperately needed to be expressed and that we have to stop taking her to places like Petco because when you take her to Petco, it's the groomers and stuff that are doing it. And she said from a medical standpoint, stop taking her to groomers and letting like groomers say like, oh, we express their butthole and whatnot (laughs) and take her to vets and stuff because groomers, they do external anal gland expression, which is basically just like squeezing on the outside of the anus and waiting until some liquid comes out, which is a great technique for dogs whose body can express their own glands. But for breeds like Connie, my small little white problem child, um, she, she, her breed doesn't do that. She's a Bichon Frise. Her breed doesn't do that. Her breed, they get clogged up, baby. Her body just can't. And so she needs internal anal gland expression where you literally stick your finger up her butt and you squeeze the anal glands. I watched an entire video on it and it like pops like a pimple and there is such a foul smell. And I was like, Connie, I love you. I'm not doing that for you. You can do it at home. If anyone's curious, you can do anal gland expression at home. And I've decided no matter how much I love my dog, I'm not doing that for her. I fucking refuse. And so Connie's perfectly fine. She's a perfectly healthy dog. But then the vet was like, we have some paw licking going on because, you know, Connie has brown spots on her paws from her literally licking so aggressively. And I was like, yes. And then she looked at her skin and was like, and there's allergy like skin lesions. And I was like, oh, that's what that is. She was like, let me give you an entire handout and let me explain. And I was like, huh? So Connie, I've already known that Connie is allergic to grass, right? Connie's allergies are so bad that previous vets have just been like, oh, she's getting skin tags very, very young. This is typically common in older dogs, but I guess she got them and it's fine. She's a healthy dog. Don't worry about it. She's fine. And I'm like, cool. And then she just progressively got more and more and more the older she got. Well, this vet was like, these aren't just like skin tag. Like this is from allergies. Like this is why they look like this. This is why they're like growing like this. And this is why they age like that. Like just explaining, Connie has such severe allergies that Connie now needs to take an allergy pill a day. And she gave me an entire handout about what allergy pill and what dosage I should give her for her weight all the same allergy pills that my allergy doctor told me to take and told me to give Connie an allergy pill once a day and then to start giving her um, fish oil tablets, you know, the filled with omega-3s, 1,000 milligrams for her weight because it's 1,000 milligrams per 20 pounds. And so since Connie's 23 pounds, Connie just needs one tablet. (laughs) And that'll help with her allergies. And if it's not helping, then for the skin stuff, we can do like a little mousse to just put on the problem areas that she's constantly scratching, looking at. Or we can do a medicated shampoo if I feel like her skin's just not getting better in general. And I was like, so you're telling me my baby girl is just as fucked as I am. And she was like, yeah, basically. And (laughs) so me and Connie now have our little routine where I give her a fish oil pill and I take one because I'm like, if it's going to work for Connie's allergies, what if it works for mine? 
So we take fish oil pills together and then we take our allergy pills together. And sometimes it's so nice, especially like last night. I typically just take them later in the night because it's later in the day is when my allergies really kick up, really like fuck me up. And not just that when I take an allergy pill later in the day, then I'm also able to take a Benadryl. And so um, like last night they were popping off fireworks in my neighborhood. And if you have a dog, then, you know, I don't know if cats are the same way. I've just never been around a cat um, during holidays that fireworks have been going off. But for dogs, I know like they get so terrified of the popping noises and whatnot. So Connie was such an anxious little dog and she's gotten better throughout the years. Like the first time, like when we had just gotten her and it was the first time I think we got her in the summer. Oh, I think we got her on July 14th. So the 4th of July had already passed. So it was New Year's. Poor baby girl was shaking and literally just hiding under all the beds. Like would not come out. You couldn't get her to come out for anything. No treats, no nothing. Not coming out to use the restroom. Poor baby girl could not handle the sound of fireworks. Now that it's been a few years and the 4th of July and New Year's, she still gets anxious, but she's no longer like fully shaking anymore. Instead, she's just like, I'm just going to sit by you and I'm going to keep my tail tucked between my legs and anywhere that you go, I'm going to be. But I would prefer if we're just like in a bed in a blanket together and you hold me as the sounds go off Um, and she still won't go outside to pee when she hears these fireworks. And so because I realized she was so anxious, I was like, Connie why don't we take our Benadryl pills together tonight? You know, we haven't taken our allergy pill for the day. And so me and Connie popped a Benadryl pill and we just went to bed. You know, I, I just kind of wanted the, like the sedation within the Benadryl to help her sleep because I know she was anxious and we had an amazing, we best rest of our lives cuddling together high off of Benadryl. (laughs) Like it's been great. It's been great. Just doctor recommended medication for our allergies. Now, I don't give her the Benadryl too often. I would prefer to give her the Claritin because even with me, like I also don't like taking Benadryl that often just because of how sleepy it makes me. Um, I don't need that in my life. You know, I don't want to constantly feel like, oh, I'm about to knock out, especially because waking up like I still feel groggy and I noticed the same thing with Connie. Connie woke up and she was still so groggy. Baby girl was literally like sitting in bed and she was like, it's time to get up. Give me 30 more minutes. Like just put her head back down, did not move from the bed. Baby girl was tired. And so sometimes she's the one, well, typically in the mornings, she's the one waking me up like I have to potty. And if you ignore her when she's like, I have to potty. And by I have to potty, I mean, She just like gets up out of bed. She stretches, she yawns, she jumps down. And then I just hear her walking in circles on my floor. And well, because I got used to her, like when she jumps down in the morning, like that's my key of like, hey, I need to go pee. Once once I hear her paws hit the floor, I jump up out of my sleep, no matter how deep of a sleep I'm in. But if I like ignore her or like if I don't wake up, I still don't know how she does it to this day because she only does it when she like desperately needs attention or someone to get her up. She will bang on my door, right? But it's not just like a scratching at the door or whatever. It literally, have y'all ever had a police officer knock on your door? You know how like 
angrily vicious they bang on the door even if it's just for a like the last time I had a police officer knock on our door um I think it was literally just to ask if we've seen some suspect who did blah 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 in the neighborhood right but it was literally just like do 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 like just do 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 like you know like that's what Connie's knock sound like and I'm not just like saying that or exaggerating that to be like oh my god it's because like she's waking me up out of my sleep like no like my mom's bedroom is across the house. When Connie bangs on the door, my mom will literally get out of bed to come open the door for Connie to take her outside because of how loud and obnoxious these knocks are. Like, I don't understand how she does it. I genuinely think she uses her hind legs or something, something powerful, but she bangs on this door because I've heard her scratch out my door. I've heard when she's like scratching and she just wants to get out. It's so soft. It's so quiet. It's just like, a, and then it's just like the you know but no like baby girl turns into a full grown 40 year old white balding police officer and just do 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 and i'm just like girl calm down anyways so yeah me and my dog get high on benadryl now for the story that i told y'all that i would tell y'all at the beginning of this podcast episode but it got extremely dark so um this trip to dominica (laughs) let's talk about it because bitch but before we talk about it, what? But before we talk about it, I'm just coming in here to ask you, have you subscribed to the podcast? Have you followed the podcast? Have you given me a five star rating? Have you reviewed the podcast? Oh, no, you haven't. So you're this far in into enjoying the podcast episode and you haven't done it yet. Girl, I'll wait. 21, can you do something for me? Are we done yet? Have you done it? Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. It's the way I almost swam back to Texas. I'm not even kidding. My mom was like, you'll get there in a month. Like, just wait. Your plane will take off (laughs) in like five more days. Calm down. And I was like, no, I would rather swim off this island and take a month or two to get to texas then sit here any longer like that is how desperate i started getting so when we first landed there was a gas shortage so if people aren't familiar for people who have no connections to the caribbean um the caribbean is dealing with the gas shortage and by gas shortage i mean the entire island was out of gas like there aren't many gas stations on the island in general but all of them were out of gas every last one which meant once your car ran out of gas you were done you gotta go park it there was no oil reserves like there is in texas where we can still get some gas like no none we had to wait for the boat from venezuela because turns out dominica imports their gasoline from venezuela to come sail over and fucking fill up i i've never been so annoyed in my life because we had our rental and we're zoom zooming around the island and then when we got to half a tank we had to just park the rental and why why brianna why at half a tank are you parking the rental because babes the closest fucking gas station is 40 minutes away 40 minutes away because the only gas stations are in their little towns 
bitch. There's two towns on the entire island. There's only two. Most people live in rural areas. If you live within the city, cool, great for you. But no, a majority of the population are in the rural areas up in the mountains. So yes, the closest gas station from my grandmother's house is 40 minutes away. And well, I can't complain because she does have a beautiful view from her house. Like looking out the window, I constantly felt like I was watching a green screen. And I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. I can't believe like this is what outside looks like to me, but like gorgeous, right? But still. So we had to park the rental. And then my uncle was like, oh, here, use my truck to continue to do your errands. Because remember, we came to a completely empty house. We had to buy furniture. We had to buy um, just everything, like literally everything. Luckily, my mom was calling in and getting a few things shipped out to or like having a few things set up for us. And so we came to a table, a fridge. Um, there was a bed and mattress in both bedrooms and that was it that's the only thing that was in the house oh and someone also built brand new cabinets in the kitchen and a stove that's it that's all that was in the house and so we're trying to stock up on groceries we had to buy a couch we had to buy um what else there was so much there's still so much that my mom's getting a washing machine there's still so much my mom is getting shipped out and like built for my grandmother's house before she comes back up to Texas. And so, yeah, so we still had a lot of errands to do. Number one being, uh, at that point we needed groceries because for the same reason that the gas boat couldn't make it in rough seas because of bad weather is the same reason that our barrel couldn't make it to the Island before us. My mom shipped that goddamn barrel in the middle of November it's December. We're on the islands. Middle of December, we're on the island. And they're like, oh, yeah, your barrel's here, but the ship is still at sea. It can't dock because of bad weather. Exact same reason the big ass boat of gasoline couldn't come in. And so I'm just like, great. You know what was in that barrel? All of our fucking groceries to eat when we got there. Because again, empty house not a seasoning sugar nothing in sight the only thing that we had is um a bunch of frozen meat in the freezer because my uncle was kind enough to stock us up on meat and so uh chicken wings fish you name it it's in there I know I only named two things but there was there was a lot more it was chicken wings fish I think there was like pork or something in there like he just stocked us up with frozen meat and I was like thanks uncle um, but yeah, and so, <laughs> so yeah, food was kind of hard, <laughs> and so my uncle's like, here's my truck, turns out his truck was fucking stick shift, because on an island that is literally like mountains and volcanoes, perfect, perfect to have a stick shift, right, they don't even call it stick, stick shift, they call it, um, I think they call it a standard, yeah, they call it standard drive, so there's automatic and then there's standard. And so they like for them, they called my uncle truck standard, but we call it stick shift. Right. And so my uncle had a fucking stick shift truck and my mom learned how to drive on a stick shift vehicle. But in Texas, all our roads are so flat. We just do automatic, right? A majority of our vehicles are automatic. In fact, all the vehicles that me and my mother own, well, technically my mom own, um, all automatic like very rare do you come across someone 
in the United States that has a stick shift unless they're like a huge carnered love cars and just like wants one, right? Um, yeah, so with that being said, it's been like 20 to 30 years um, since my mom has touched a stick shift vehicle. Bitch, I... <laughs> rockiest drive of my life jesus christ i was literally in that passenger seat like mother <laughs> mom all i ask is that you do not stall this goddamn truck on a fucking mountain do not do that please she didn't she stalled it three times on flat roads and i was like i'm good with this <laughs> i'm so good with this but yeah babes it was it was a lot it was a lot to say the least and so I think we had, we only had one very, very important errand for that day. So we just did that. And then we just returned my uncle's truck back for him. And we we're like, we'll wait for gas. Um, gas took another day or two. Oh no. Gas took another day. Uh-huh. Gas took another day to come in. So yeah, we were, we were on that Island for a few days without gas. And you know what that meant? It means that we had no fucking cable or internet because when we were like hey can you come connect cable and internet at the house they were like well we would but our service vans don't have gas and so we can only get to you once we get gas on the island and at that point we still had a full tank of gas in the rental and so my mom was like what if i pick up the technician and the lady literally just laughed and she was like this is not you are not the first person to ask me that today and i was like great because people are smart <laughs> and she was like she literally started to consider it and then she was like no we can't do that we'll just wait for gas but like she literally was like well I mean technically but then she was like oh but they have a lot of equipment that they need to use to hook it up and so I just don't think it'll work I don't think this is something we can do so you just have to wait till we have gas and I was like bitch I swear to fucking god we can use my uncle's truck at this point so we had no fucking internet at all in the house at freaking all it was so annoying i was so goddamn annoyed it was hot as shit it's december time and the island is 70 to 80 degrees every single actually it was more like 75 well actually at night like literally at midnight it did get down to 70 degrees um so that was kind of nice but yeah, so it was just hot as balls. Um, actually, it was a little under the temperature of balls, but <laughs> but it was hot as shit. Um, what is the temperature of shit? It was hot. I was covered in 100 SPF sunscreen every single day to the point that I um stained the <laughs> the dashboard in the rental white from me sweating off sunscreen and my brand new black leather purse that I stole from my grandmother is also covered in sunscreen spots because again sweating off sunscreen every day so that's been fun if anyone knows how to get sunscreen stains out of a leather purse please let me know please dm me please email me pigeon me I don't care just get the message to my eyeballs because I need to figure this out I really hate how it looks it's really bad um yeah so after all that was happening the nice little cherry on top is that while we were there one of my family members died now the way we found out is 
kind of traumatic and sad so trigger warning it's not that big of it actually there's no trigger warning it's just a the only trigger warning is if you don't want to get kind of sad and emotional I mean don't listen if you're a really sensitive person but the way I'm about to tell it is going to be really funny because I kind of thought it was funny not in the moment actually a few minutes after the moment I was able to laugh about it and again I'll add all of that to the story as to why I was able to laugh about it so we're driving to this family member's house but before we're on the road, so this family member lives in the second town on this island. Now, the second town is one hour away from where my grandmother's house is. So we are trying to leave early in the morning because there's also this place in Dominica called Sufria where if you drive through this area when the sun goes down, bitch, you ain't making it. You want to know why? For some reason, it gets so goddamn foggy that you can't see in front of you. Like, I shit you not. It's not even like a, oh, you can barely see, but you can like kind of like, no. If you hold your hand in front of your face, you will not see it. It is such thick fog. You would swear you are the cloud it's, itself. Like, I... I cannot exaggerate how badly it gets. And the thing in Dominica is that all of their roads are one-way roads. So one way to go up, one way to come down. And not one-way roads, but one-lane roads. So one way to go up, one lane to come down. And you're driving on the side of mountains, right? Like tall, tall mountains. Like such steep mountains that depending on what mountain, especially like in Sufria area, like when you're driving up those mountains, you are so slanted sideways that it literally looks like the earth has turned when you look out your window to look at the view. Like it literally looks like the earth just turned, <laughs> which is why they do standard vehicles in Dominica. Cause on using standard or stick shift, it is easier. Like when you change gear to go up the mountain, it is easier to fly up the mountain with automatic. Our little Jeep, which was automatic was trying so hard poor baby girl was hesitating before finally being able to slowly go up the mountains even though my mom is fully gassing it it's so steep and so you can't you can't drive this road in fog where you can't see because there are no guardrails to stop you from going off the edge of the mountain babes in Dominica if you are not careful you will fall off a mountain and it happens it does indeed happen. So, <laughs> so we were supposed to leave for the town extremely early because sun sets at 530 in Dominica year round, even during the summer, 530. And so we couldn't because we had been trying to get someone to like come to the house to, to mount the TV to the wall for like five days. And in Dominica, you're not mounting a TV to like drywall. If it was drywall, anyone can do it. But I just love when it's New Year's and people in my area decide instead of fireworks, let's shoot rounds into the air. I just heard that. It was off in the distance, but I could still hear it. It's to the point where like people in my area, we can tell the difference between what's a firework and what's a gunshot. Because people will pop fireworks and then while the fireworks are popping, they'll shoot rounds into the air to celebrate the New Year's. I hate it. I hate it so much. People are stupid. And so back to what I was saying. 
um where's my phone yeah so we had to leave early but we couldn't the tv guy yeah and so their house structure is concrete just for weather hurricanes yada 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 their their houses are made out of concrete the walls are made out of concrete and so you need special drills special parts and so even though me and my mom are used to putting up you know tvs and stuff and we could honestly do it ourselves we could do it ourselves in america not in dominica and so we desperately needed like not everyone can mount a tv to the wall like you typically like someone does have to come with all those parts and stuff and it's they're not whatever you get my point and so yeah so this guy was like hey i can get it to you today but y'all have to wait until 12 because i can't make it to the house until 12 and we were trying to be out the door to like leave for the town named rozo which is the capital of dominica if you're curious which is the one hour away town that this person lives at. And so my mom was like, okay, instead of like leaving for 10, we'll wait for the 12. Like F it. Like who cares? We're on our own time. And even my uncle was like, yeah, who cares if you leave for one? It's fine. Like, you know, y'all aren't even doing much. You can just take like the longer back way to get home because like there's Sufria way where you're stuck in the fog late at night. Or there's another way that just adds more time to your one hour drive. But honestly, it's worth it if if it's really late at night and you just, you, you can't go through the fog. So you just have to add the extra time. And so, um, yeah, so we're like, well, wait, but then 1230 comes around 1245 comes around man still hasn't showed up. Um, my uncle then takes our rental and he's like, I'm going to go get this guy. Cause this is ridiculous. Now he said 12, it's way past 12. And we're like, yeah, fully ready. Just waiting on him. Right. And so my uncle comes back like 20 minutes later and my uncle's like, where's the guy? And we were like, you said you were going to get him. And he was like, yeah, I want to go like pick him up. But he said he's leaving and is on his way and he will just drive over. And so my uncle left that place and then went to go visit someone and then came back. And so then my uncle was pissed because my uncle was like, how comes I was able to do all this, visit someone, sit there, chat with them, da 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 and the guy hasn't made it back. Like, I made it back before him. And then we were like, yeah, we're leaving. We're just leaving, right? Like, he's pushed our time back way too long. And so as we're hopping in the car to take off, boom, the guy pulls up. It's like one something. And we're just like, no, no, we'll see you tomorrow morning. So we leave and because of the fucking gas shortage, two days prior to this whole TV situation, my mom waited three hours in line for six gallons of gas because no matter where your tank was, they were rationing off gas when gas finally hit the island. So we could only get a hundred EC. One US dollar is two dollars and sixty-seven cents um EC, Eastern Caribbean. That's their currency. And so one gallon is 717 EC. So how much is that US? Okay, so $6.37 for one gallon of gas, US, okay? So yes, their gas is very expensive because of this gas shortage. Babes, they really said we can only give $100 max. So we got six gallons of gas roughly. Um, that obviously did not fill up our tank because, uh, we were in a, that, that doesn't even fill up a car. My car does not even take six gallons of gas. And so we were pissed, um, safe to say. And, but that day, because the guy took so long, we ended up as we're passing through the first town, 
the tanker truck is there refilling the gas station with gas and there is not a line there is no line babes we pulled into that gas station so goddamn fast we were able to fill up and then we took off right so we got delayed more we pull up to this family member's house and my mom doesn't really remember where the house is because it's been a while for both of us since we've been on the island and my mom was just like oh I don't know where she's um I don't know where the house is. I don't know where the house is. Like, let's ask around. And so then my mom sees this guy driving down past us, like down the hill. And she like stops him and she's like, hey, like da da da, trying to chop it up with him. And he's just like, I can't talk right now. I just got some really bad news. My nosy ass, my first thought was, I wonder what the bad news was. I wonder what the bad news was to put him in such a bad mood. We keep driving and we see what I now know to be my cousin standing outside on this hill and so my mom is like hey where is so-and-so's house uh we're trying to go visit them my cousin was like well the house is right here points to the house behind him but I have some news and we were like huh and he was like I just found their body in their house they're dead and we were like huh (laughs) what do you mean by that um yeah, it turns out my cousin showed up to this family member's house. Um, I don't even know how much before us, but then my cousin ended up being the first person to find the body. And so my cousin had to, um, you know, go ahead and call who he, he needed to call to get the body. And in fact, this all happened so quickly before we showed up that while we're sitting there talking to my cousin, we then realized the body's still inside the house based on how he's explaining. And we were like, oh. And so we start driving up the hill to make a U-turn because, again, all streets are one way to go up, one way to go down, and a majority of the houses are somewhere on a hill. And so it's kind of hard to really, like, make a U-turn back away and, like, drive off. And so, you know, we're just like, we have to leave. We have to leave this area immediately because, like, we're just all in shock. And so... I, <laughs> I so like we go make a U-turn at the top of the hill, which takes us like five minutes as we're driving down the hill again. The funeral home is now in front of this family member's house, pulling out a body bag and a stretcher out of the van to go pick up the body from inside the house. And that is when it clicked to all of us that if we had left at the time we wanted to leave, we would have been the ones to find the body because she lives in town, right? And so funeral home isn't 20, 30 minutes away. Funeral home is right up the street. So (laughs) it became very clear. It became very freaking clear that we, A, would have been the ones to find her body or B, would have been visiting her and then she passed away in front of us So this family member either would have had a heart attack in front of us or we would have found her dead body. So that that was kind of traumatic. And it was even to the point that like as we're driving away off in silence, I just now remembered this. Um, I literally was like, wait, mom. So when did she die? And my mom was like, Brianna, right now, like right now. And like we were going to visit her because turns out that was my mom's favorite um, family member. And I'm trying to be really vague because, again, it's like it's my family. It's my mom's family. There's other people involved. And so um, 
I don't want to give away too much information, you know, but I can tell my experience of how we found out because I just I, I just think it's a very interesting story. And so my mom was just like, Brianna, like right now. And I was just like, oh, my God. And we were going to visit this person to, like, give them Christmas gifts. And it's been so long since my mom seen this person. But, yeah, so it kind of shocked all of us because we couldn't believe it. We did not expect this at all. And it was very shocking, especially for my mother, because turns out it's like one of her favorite people because my mom was constantly talking to this person and blah 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 but as we're like sitting through this and just trying to process everything that was happening right (laughs) this is where the laughter comes in um we're going we're driving to go see the next family member that we wanted to see in the day but it just also happens to be like um the brothers and sisters of the person who passed and so instead of going to like see them out of like joy and like hey haven't seen y'all in so long da, 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 it, we ended up having to now go see them to like kind of mourn together <laughs> as we're driving there i kid y'all not we drove like one or two miles away from the family member's house who had just passed and there is a man on the side of the street booty cheek naked fully booty cheek naked i mean pants and underwear around the ankles no shirt on i don't even think this person had shoes on booty cheek naked dick facing the ocean hands out like palms facing the ocean like hands kind of out swaying in the wind babes (laughs) Like it looked like they were praying and just like basking in the sun on their body. It like it really looked like they were in prayer, but picture like a crackhead in prayer, right? Booty cheek naked, bro. I I did not laugh out loud, but I was laughing on the inside because I was like, okay, this is a horrible time to start laughing. Cause my mom was actually pissed when she saw it. She was like, Oh my god, they need to get this man off the street, which is true. They do need to get that man off the street and like call the cops or whatnot. But um, yeah, my mom was my mom was driving. She wasn't thinking and processing. She did not want to call the cops about some booty cheek naked man on the side of the street. Cause yeah, it was inappropriate, but I couldn't help but like laugh internally. And I was like actually struggling to just like keep down the laughter a little bit externally because I'm like, bro, like that is life. Like just got some of the worst news of our life. Found out in one some like probably the worst way possible. <laughs> and then right up the road. <laughs> is someone who is definitely on drugs fully naked on the side of the street praying towards the sun bitch I (laughs) bruh I almost lost it I almost I was just like I need to be sensitive in this moment because my mom and grandmother are not okay right now but yeah that was funny that was truly so funny And that was just my time in Dominica. And that is the end of this podcast episode because I really just sat here and talked to myself for one hour straight, like literally love one hour straight. So I don't need y'all to judge me about the way my podcasting schedule is. I don't need y'all to judge me on how hard I work on my podcast. Just know I'm trying my goddamn hardest. And sometimes a girl can only do what a girl can do, okay? We're going to try to be a little bit more of a hard worker. But it gets a little hard. 
So we have to fix the pessimistic thoughts first. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go ahead and go over to the after hours because I have some tea to spill in the after hours. Follow me on all my socials. All my shows, socials are in the show notes. Bye. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And thank you so much for giving my podcast a chance because I know I'm not that. I'm, I know I'm not a big podcaster. I know I'm still a very, very small podcaster. And so the fact that you even listened, thank you so much. I... I'm forever grateful.